Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Podcasting with Will Show. This is the first official episode for the month of August. This is episode one of August. I mean, I did the college football preview yesterday, which I don't count that as like an episode, like necessarily. So it was just college football preview. Same with my NFL preview. It won't be like a, you know, I do episodes where I like, those are like special, I guess, type ones. So, yeah, this is the first one. So I hope everyone had a having a good August. Kids, everyone going back to school, college kids, you know, high school students, kids, you know, junior high, elementary kids, teachers, you know. High school football season is going to be upon us soon. So we'll have that. And I hope my, obviously... Being a Kuwaiti Tiger alum, I'm hoping that they keep up the good work. Last year, they were ranked number one for the first time in school history in 5A. I don't remember if we've ever been ranked number one before, but definitely the first time in like 5A, we're ranked number one. And I believe they got they got and went undefeated. Do you believe they got upset in the second round? I don't think they made it to the semis. Which Kuwait has had some really good teams. Like in 4A, I think we were either one or two. And we got, and this was when I was like a kid and growing up. I think they got, we're like 11 and 0 going into the second round game and got upset by like Broken Bow or Salisol or somebody. So, I mean, we've had some good teams. Like, and a lot of times, like that second round at home, second game or whatever gets us. Well, hopefully this year they can get, you know, bring the gold ball home to Kawita. Those kids did a good job last year, the coaching staff, and, you know, they'll do a good job this year. And I would do a high school football preview, but I haven't been able to locally to find the uh, Vipe football magazine because that would be kind of a cool thing to do before the season officially kicks off. And let's see, baseball season is going strong. I mean, for the MLB, and you know, obviously the NFL, college football, basketball will be not NBA and college will be here before you know it. Will be before you know it. Will also be in the fall classic. It's still hurricane season, by the way. Also, but man, I just, I mean, this is interesting for the MLB because this is like the first time I think that I can remember in like a long time that the Yankees have been under 500 at this point in the season. Like they don't really have a chance of making the playoffs. Because if you look at the MLB playoffs right now, the Yankees are 60 and 64 and in last place in the AL East. I'm saying like, this is the first time, like I think honestly, maybe in my lifetime, since I, like, I paid attention to baseball, really, which I don't know, that's probably like the 90s or something. I mean, I watched it, but I didn't pay attention to standings. Like, I watched games, and I didn't really pay attention to, like, you know, I might have saw, like, the worst team in baseball beat somebody 7-2 to two as a kid and thought, oh, man, they're really good. And then you find out they're, like, the worst team in baseball. <laughs> so, like, lost, like, 100 games or something. But, yeah, this is, like, the first time. So, like, it'll be interesting to see, like, 
what happens. Like if Aaron Boone returns as the coach, Baltimore's in first place. They and they have a pretty good lead over. Well, actually, the three game lead over the Rays. They may call up their number one prospect, Jackson Holiday, the number one overall draft pick, who was the son of Oklahoma native, Stillwater native, Matt Holiday. Which Jackson Holiday also from Stillwater, Oklahoma. His uncle, Matt's brother Josh, is head coach at Oklahoma State. And by the way, I think his younger brother is one of the top prospects in Oklahoma the the next holiday, Matt Holiday's other son, so that's interesting. But they may call him up for the playoff run. Which I mean, I think with them being a good team, he doesn't it's good for him and if he does get that experience because it's not like he has to be the savior of the franchise. They probably like maybe give him in their pinch hit, you know, at some point let him play towards the end of the season. And, you know, not all the pressure on him because it's not like Baltimore's a horrible team and they need him to come in and just ignite the offense and save them. So, I mean, that's good for a kid like that when a team goes from being, you know, bad that they get the number one overall pick. The next thing you know, they're really good and competitive and you don't have to have that pressure to be the savior. Like, you look at Pittsburgh right now. I mean, they started off hot and then they – now they're in, like, fourth place in the East – or the Central and they have not really a shot at making the playoffs. I mean, they still have a shot. Season still – they play 160 games of 62. And they're only at 120-something. So, yeah, there's still 40-some games left. And I guess – their number one overall pick this year's number one overall pick, LSU pitcher Paul Skeens, is doing really well. But they're not – I don't think they're going to call him up in, like, September. I think the plan is get him some work, move him up, and probably maybe next year start him out at double A. Because old, like, MLB, like, I think philosophy was, if a kid was good – you were good enough as a player, you went to double A and from double A straight to the majors almost, like – not really a lot of time in AAA. So we'll see, like, how things work out. But anyway, let's see. We came up on, we, it came and went the uh, anniversary of the uh, Kabul bombing, where we lost 13 brave Americans and countless Afghan civilians. And honestly, no one has been really held accountable. Like, I don't think any, like, I mean, you hear, I mean, I hear all the time, you hear, like, Congress, you hear people in Congress saying they're going to, yeah, it was, we're coming up on the anniversary. It took place August 26th. So, yeah, we were coming up on the anniversary of that in five days. And nobody has been held accountable for that disastrous withdrawal. You have John Kirby, the, uh, the what was it, the uh, Pentagon spokesman or whatever. I think he's a retired admiral or something. Saying from his perch, he didn't see any chaos or anything like that. From his perch, he was sitting at a desk in the Pentagon, not on the ground. As far as I know, John Kirby, I don't think's ever been a ground commander in combat. So he probably wouldn't know what combat is. 
but I mean, that was like his, when he, uh, when he was asked about it, he said he didn't see any chaos on the withdrawal of Afghanistan. That was his words. Yeah, he's a retired U.S. Admiral. He, yeah, Kirby was a, yeah, now he's a Pentagon Spurge person. I'm kind of, I'm on lunch. He served in the Navy from 86 to 2015 and retired as a rear admiral. So yeah, he yeah. He was on the he was a he's a public spokesman for the German and Joint Chiefs. He's a public affairs officer. Okay. So yeah, he didn't have any combat and commands. That was the most asinine. But it's still nobody has been held accountable. For that. So, at least 183 Afghans were killed and 170 Afghan civilians, or 183 people were killed, including 170 Afghan civilians and 13 members of the U.S. military. Meaning, if you'll, if you watch, I think it's a Sean Ryan show and some other people, they have a Marine that was there. He's a scout sniper. He talks about, at one point, he was with uh, he was, uh, he was actually a Tyler Vargas Andrews, that's his name. He's a sergeant in the Marines. He's with two ones, he was a two one scout sniper platoon. He, they had eyes on the bomber, and a person fit in his description, what they believe was the bomber, and the person that was supposed to be with him, and they were not cleared hot to engage. In fact, he asked his battalion commander if they had authority to shoot, and his battalion commander said, I don't know, and he asked him, who does? Yeah. Now, was that General McKenzie? Was that the State Department, the Biden administration's rules? Was it Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin? Was it Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Miley? Milley? Who, who, I mean... Those are the questions. Nobody's really been held accountable. It's been a bunch of dog and pony show, like, hearings about it, but nothing's been done. Just like everyone's been saying, well, how did we fight a war for 20 years to replace the Taliban with the Taliban? Well, you could find out why, but you'd have to recall a lot of retired generals and stuff like that and, you know, people. There are now civilians and SM and presidents and security, national security advisors and chairman of the Joint Chiefs and SM how they did not see this and maybe look review some policies and see why it didn't work. Why we spent 20 years of American blood, not just American, British, other countries were there, Afghan. You know, a lot of people were like, well, why didn't the Afghans, they, they, didn't, they don't deserve freedom. You hear a lot of people that never served say that. You know, they should fight for their own freedom, like countless Afghan police and 
military like didn't die. They don't understand that when you're not getting paid and there's corruption and people like that, like it's rampant and you're in the ranks. Yeah, I mean, you're going to run. I mean, there is, I mean, there's so many faults at this. Like a lot of people are trying like, the pro-Biden people will try not to blame him. They'll be like, oh, it's Trump's fault or, you know, they won't, they'll throw a little shade maybe towards the Obama administration, but not really because Biden was part of that. The president was part of that. Their biggest thing is to blame Trump instead of, and honestly, yeah, I don't agree with Trump's making a deal with the Taliban and saying, yeah, we're going to leave. We've been there too long. I don't agree with any of that bullshit. Yes. I think I'll talk more about this on the 26th, so honor those Marines. The Marines, sailor, soldier, old devil docking, soldier that lost his life, and the innocent Afghan civilians. And literally, yeah, we need to hold people accountable for that. Like, there needs to be, like, not just, oh, well, the military's reaction will be they'll throw, like, a captain under the bus or something like that. They'll be like, oh, let's, let's just, you know, this captain or whatever, we'll throw him under the bus, company commander, because, you know, it was... It was his fault. You know, instead of like, or maybe even though they might throw the lieutenant colonel under the bus, but they're not going to, the higher up people that were involved in the decision making and should have been made sure that, you know, things ran smoother, they won't hold them accountable. It's highly doubtful. I mean, it's highly doubtful. I mean, you can hope with guys like Morgan Luttrell, who's a, I believe his brother was, you know, Marcus Luttrell, a lone survivor fame, who's a Navy SEAL that served in combat, would, you know, you hope that with guys like him that they would try to get to the bottom of this, but he's, he's busy trying to get them to secure the border better and figure out how we can solve that problem, fentanyl and stuff coming across the border and whatnot. Because that's the thing, too, I think, in politics is if you're, like, secure the border, everyone assumes you're anti-immigration and, like, racist. No. You want the border secured because you don't want bad people coming in, cartels having free reign. You don't want fentanyl, which kills countless Americans every day in literally every state. The drugs come in. They fuel drug addiction, which hurts families and whatnot, you know. Human trafficking, you know, we're trying to stop that. Bad people from slipped in the country. They want to do bad things. You're trying to secure that. Yes, there needs it. I mean, I understand like the plight of people fleeing from, you know, socialism like in Venezuela or. Or like, you know, just like crime in certain places, cartel violence in Mexico or whatever, wherever. I understand that. People trying to come here for a better life, which is why I don't understand when all the people about how horrible America is. I'm like, okay, yeah. 
I mean, I understand that, you know, you can come here and bust your ass and like, you know, work and be able to send money back for your family. And we got to help those people. I mean, my personal opinion is as long as you get those people to pay taxes, like everyone else, I don't care. I mean, I care, but I mean, some of they're not like criminals. Let them come. I mean, but and maybe like hold town halls with those people, like do interviews with them and like, well, how could we help make you not want to, how could we make, I mean, because most of those people would love to go back to their home country and live. It's just not safe there. And that's probably got to get down to that. Now, some people will be like, oh, regime change, military intervention. It's not always the answer. Sometimes it is. That's a fact of life. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. You got to figure out and read the room and, you know, how do we do that? Anyhow, also, see, Labor Day is coming up. I think they have Rocklahoma now on Labor Day weekend. Because I used to go to Rocklahoma when I work it, kind of, with the Foundation for Exceptional Warriors, which is a great organization for the sports veterans, especially like special operations veterans and wounded war, wounded, you know, veterans, combat wounded veterans and whatnot. Depends all veterans are combat. That's oxymoron, I guess. But anyway, though, my like I used to work on Memorial Day weekend. Like I'd start going like a third Wednesday or Thursday and work like till like Monday morning. But then they moved it because of COVID. Then they decided to permanently move it to. Like Labor Day, they do like a country music one again now, but I don't think it's Memorial Day weekend. I'm not sure. But it was always fun. It was a good time. I saw Five Finger Death Punch, one of my favorite bands there, other bands there, so it was cool. Good times. Took my wife once. She went like the last year before COVID hit. Little did we know she was already, she was, uh, she was, little baby Will was in the belly. But you know, though, so like, if you get to go to that, enjoy, have fun. And let's see. Folds of Honor is an is like a like the Foundation Fiction Warriors was founded by a, a Army Green Beret Special Forces guy, soldier who was who's from Oklahoma, from like the like you know Salina area. Just like the Folds of Honor, another good organization for veterans was founded by a lieutenant or colonel now dan rooney he is from oklahoma as well so i mean you i mean a couple of good oklahoma organizations and then you got you got uh reuniting after the war You're reuniting after the war, which is a, which is a, like a, it's based out of Minnesota. Mary and her crew do a good job helping veterans like reunite and having reunions. And I believe that is super, 
therapeutic for veterans and it helps heal, heal the warrior spirit and soul to have those reunions, large or small. I mean, so that's an organization to donate to. There's also like one, it's like another one, it's then you got Salvation Army, like their Angel Tree, Toys for Tots, just Salvation Army in general because they help people. And other like John 316 missions and other like, you know, vets for child rescue by Craig Sawyer. He's a former Navy SEAL and Marine sniper. They go out and try to help, you know, they help children for the rescue, like, you know, children from, you know, pedophiles and stuff like that. Like they protect them and that's, you know, it's a good group. And let's see, uh, there's another, it's not an organization, but it's like a, it's basically like a family, the Gurkho family. It's like hashtag save Jacob. They have like a Gibbs and go or like GoFundMe cash app thing. Cause like Jacob has, uh, He has, like, special needs. He has, like, Williamson disease or, or syndrome. Williamson syndrome It's not a disease. It's a syndrome. It helps raise money for his... Uh... He has Williamson syndrome was born with a heart condition called branch pulmonary stenosis. He had his first open heart surgery when he was a baby. And, like, he had 30-plus hours at Stanford Hospital. So, like, they live, like, in the California area. And the dad's talking about, like, you know, they share, share stuff. He's like, it's hard. Like, he he's looking for, he finally, he just got a better job or a good job that's going to start paying him money. Like, better money to help, you know, support his family because, you know. And, like, he, I guess, and obviously, he's a, you know, any man. I mean, I understand. He's doing what he has to do to, you know, take care of his family. Which is asking for help right now till he gets, you know. Until they get on their feet. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. But he was posting. He said it makes him feel bad having to do this because it bothers people. It the only it, He shouldn't feel bad. The only people it bothers are people that are worthless pieces of craps. Because it shouldn't bother people that you need help. Because medical bills are expensive. You have a child that has heart problems and Williamson syndrome. You know, like. And he has, you know, Jacob gets on there and asks for donations. I mean, I would, it's the Gurkho family, VDC Army. It's like hashtag save Jacob, gibsongo.com, save Jacob. You can cash up Joe Gurkho at Venmo, too. But anyway, though, I'm just telling people, like, I mean, and I just think that's sad that he's asking for help because, you know, the same people that are saying that if this bothers are people that I bet it bothers when a veteran reaches out or, Someone reaches out because they have mental health issues or PTSD. These are the same people. They're not. They're pieces of garbage. It shouldn't bother you. I mean, every little thing counts. I mean, if you donate a dollar to them, that helps, you know. I mean, I share, like, all their... You know, it's like a kid. I just see it and think, you know, my son, like, if I was in that situation, I would do the same thing. I mean, it's 
I mean, you know, even if you have a lot of pride, you have to do that. You have to take care of your family and forego your pride. So, I mean, I feel for him, and I honestly, I don't think he should feel bad for asking for help because he's hoping that he won't have to once, you know, he gets all this, this health insurance and all this stuff from his new job. And my, I just would say to him, you know, keep on keeping on and keep up the good work, you know, and people be decent human beings. People are hurting. You don't necessarily have to be cynical and like, oh, that bothers me. Stop doing that. He shouldn't have to think that. I mean, I wish I had Elon Musk money so I could help more people like that. Obviously, I'd invest my money wisely too still, but I would help people. So anyway, this is a f- pretty much about to wrap up the first episode. My NFL preview will come. It takes a little less time than the college football one because there's less teams in the NFL. So, and I might do a part two and talk on a college football preview and talk about some of the teams, like, you know, players. I don't know. We'll see. I just, my goal is to try to get like five, at least five episodes podcast in. And that's not counting the football previews. So, and this will be the first one for August. So, yeah. And I definitely hope to do one on the 26th to commemorate. Talk about the, those Marines, those service members and the, you know, ridiculousness of the Afghan withdrawal. Or that bombing, because we withdrew on September 11th, September 11th, 2021. Why? Because that was the date that the Biden administration decided on. So that they say, oh, so they can pop smoke and declare victory, even though the, the government, the people we overthrew, took back over. Again. Oh... For now, next episode, I'll talk about the an incident in Dallas that happened, I believe, with some like three or four Dallas police officers and a disabled veteran. Talk about that on podcast number two for August. Anyhow, that is it. I'm wrapping up at the 26-minute mark or almost 27 minutes. It'll be 27 when I wrap up. So everyone have a good day. You know, just try to be decent human beings. You don't have to be like smile all the time or be the nicest person in the world, but just be a good, decent human being. Help each other, you know. And that's all. Everyone have a good rest of their week.